Come on. Well, left this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Lauren Dealey Mahler. Lauren, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks so much for having me on today. Oh, excited to have you on. Lauren is the CEO of Jupiter Exchange. They are an alternative asset exchange using fractional NFT technology, making it possible to own a piece of the most wonderful, brilliant things on the face of the earth and potentially one day, maybe even space, Lauren, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Oh, sure. Happy to. So, we're really excited about uh, what we're doing at Jupiter. And for me personally, it's it's always fun to be on kind of the, the front end of something and creating something new and building something new. And it's, um, it's kind of a common thread throughout a, a fairly diverse career path that I've taken myself. And so was excited to, to be able to... Um, jump in with this team on this idea and build things. So I've worked with a lot of startups and companies and new organizations and created new positions and roles and things um, throughout my career in a bunch of different areas from national security to cybersecurity, environments, all kinds of things um, for different companies and have been so fortunate to always get to work with clients and companies that I love and that are doing things that I really care about. And when you get to do that and you're building something brand new at the same time, it's the like perfect storm of just fun things to jump into. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We're, we're taking something that's been around a really long time and in the alternative asset market, and we're combining it with this new technology that even the people who say they really understand it don't necessarily yet really get the full potential of what we can do with it. And we're combining those things together to, to drive something completely brand new. Exciting. Terrifying. It, absolutely. All of the above on any <laughs> given day, moment to moment. I mean, that's, that's traditional startup world, right? If I, if I didn't tell you that it was both exciting and terrifying at the same time, I, I don't think I'd be completely honest. So are you, also a and so Jupiter Exchange, give us an example of 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 maybe a really practical use case. Sure, absolutely. So my my go-to and kind of explaining it, because the, the process that we've set up makes a lot more sense when you talk through with something specific. So my go-to is always um, a Picasso, because everybody understands the inherent value of a Picasso. And yet not everybody who loves that artist and that work is going to have, you know, millions of dollars laying around to go out and buy one and hang it on their wall. Sure. So you can love it. You can appreciate it for both the art and the beauty that it captures, as well as the investment opportunity that it represents. And still the majority of people who can understand that have no access to that actual thing. And so that's really what we're changing. So the really high level version of how this would work is someone who we, we work with asset owners or with studios who have relationships with asset owners and say someone has a Picasso and they would bring that to us and we would go through our process, um, um, figure out, okay, the value of it. And we would take that single work of art and basically turn the ownership of that asset into an NFT. 
And then we take that NFT and we fractionalize it to $5, $10 value fractions. And we make those available for people through um, a traditional sort of financial subscription model, kind of, I refer to it as I'm, I'm making air quotes here for those of you who can't see me, a little mini IPO, if you will, for that asset um, and subscribe to it at that amount. And then all of those fractions are available on Jupiter Exchange, on our own exchange to buy, sell, trade um, and, and change in value over time. So if you are a collector and you're looking to add something to your collection potentially or, or diversify your art collection in a way that um, is a little more accessible, then now you potentially can own pieces of that Picasso. Or if you're an investor um, looking for something different, <laughs> something a little new, diversifying the portfolio, you can invest in that as well. And it injects a lot of liquidity into a traditionally fairly illiquid market. Um, you know, it's not every day that you can go out and just sell your Picasso again, because it's not every day that someone has several million dollars around to buy it from you. Um, and it also, one of the things that for me personally is, is kind of the, one of the cooler parts about all of this is that we're opening access to this alternative asset market to people who were never permitted into it before. It's, it's becoming a public market. Um, that is, you know, there's no, no gatekeeping of, do you have enough money to get into this auction to try and buy this thing? It's anybody can, can participate. Um, which again, for me is, is kind of a really cool, fun, new thing. Um, that may not be high level. I may have jumped into a few more details than, uh, than you had asked for, but it's just, it gets very exciting when we kind of talk through the process and all the fun benefits that come along the way. Yeah, I think it's super exciting and, and interesting and all those things. <laughs> so the the wins are for a regular person like me that, um, you know, maybe one day I will be sitting at a Sotheby's auction with the whole stick thing in my hand and making bids on a 200 Straight out of the Picasso. movie right there. Yes. Right. You, you know, you, you flash your you flash your card and all of a sudden it's yours. You own it. Congratulations. <laughs> but we fast forward, you know six months or a year, and I can go on the Jupiter exchange and buy a piece of a Picasso for, for a certain amount of money for, for, you know, hundred dollars, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it might be. So that's super exciting. So that's a win for me as, as a lover of, of the thing, the win you, you mentioned the liquidity piece is that a common challenge is that a common desire? I assume that it is for the actual owner. Well, being able to, I it, it depends really on the individual. It is a it is a win, absolutely. If that is something that an asset owner is is looking for, you know, you always have someone who might buy a work of art and has no interest in looking at it as an investment as much as now I have this thing on my wall and I can show all my friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for those who have these assets and who have these objects and are looking for that liquidity event, this is a much simpler way to achieve that. Got it. And then who actually owns or holds the piece of art? It stays with the, um, the, the, the custody, the actual possession of the item stays with the original asset owner, because we talked about dividing into those fractions. Um, the asset owners will maintain a majority of the fractions and determine what is available for 
um, again, make, making air quotes to the to the uh, parallel universe of the public float of fractions that are available um, for for subscription and then trading. Nice, cool. So as you like uh, the the idea, I totally get that. But then, how do you actually put it into practice? What are the the regulatory agencies, if any, that you <laughs> had to them. deal with? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the the practicalities and the specific details of how all of this works, that's the part that we're really working through right now. Um, but our intention is to actually do it in a fully regulated way, to actually embrace the existing SEC regulations for an exchange, to register the exchange, um, and then to actually register the assets um, as well. So again, devil's in the details and, uh, you know, some, some very close personal work together with them, pay them lots of money. Uh, legal team is working through all of that with us to get to that place. But that's the objective um, is to actually be fully regulated at the end of the day. Because as you know, and as, <laughs> as, as your listeners know, this is a very gray area space. It's very fuzzy out there right now when it comes to all the words that everyone throws out with a lot of, of intangible understanding of how the regulatory space is going to shake out eventually when we're talking about crypto, when we're talking about NFTs, are these securities, are they not, what is, what isn't, especially in the fractional space. Um, it's a little clearer, but the actual specific regulations around those areas are still so fuzzy that we're saying, okay, well, let's take an existing regulatory structure and let's just apply it to the space and make it go. So that's the that's the plan. And the the specifics of all of those details, again, like I said, that's kind of the the stage that we're in the process of working through right now. Um, but at the end of the day, that's where we're gonna end up. Nice. And along the way, you are a lot of paperwork along the way. <laughs> you are counting beans and dotting I's and crossing T's and Absolutely. all that. And I I and what the the other side is you need to have the inventory to then yep. turn into NFTs. How is, how <laughs> yes, is that process yes, it makes going? It much more fun to trade things that actually exist. Right. Um, so that process is actually another really kind of fun piece of all of this. And, you know, I, I always say things are fun and then I pause for a second. I go, okay, wait, they're fun for, for some of us. <laughs> some of us think they're fun. That's why we're doing this. Um, but we have existing relationships with um, a number of asset owners and a number of, NFT studios in that space who have relationships with physical real world asset owners. So we are not, when people hear NFTs, you know, they think all the, the digital art world, which is amazing and is doing its own thing and taking off. And we are not in that version of the NFT space. We are in backed by real world, tangible things uh, space. So when we talk about our assets, they're, they're actually owned physically by people. And we have relationships with um, a number of asset owners and a number of other really interesting partnerships and relationships in the works that we, uh, we hope to be able to talk about soon. Nice. And you can tell me that, you know, uh, that, that you're not going to answer it or, or just don't and I'll move on. But are we talking about, we talked about paintings, but I also assume sure. that there's going to be memorabilia and I can probably at some point buy a fractional share of Michael Jordan's sneakers from whatever. And what about intellectual property, like a song? 
Am I close? Am I far? So one of the fun things about, uh, again, I keep using that word. One of the fun things about building this out is that we are stretching across multiple verticals. We're not focused on just art or just cars, just memorabilia, sports or movies or Hollywood or music or whatever that may be. Um, There's a lot of different areas where alternative assets exist and are traded and are owned right now as investments. And we are looking to touch on a very large number of those. Um, We like to say basically anything but real estate because I'm, I'm, I'm not touching real estate. <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's, a whole, <laughs> so that's a whole, that's like four cans of worms and you know, we're doing just fine with our, our own cans right now. Right. Um, like three is yes. good four too far. Exactly. That I'm drawing <laughs> the line at four. That's enough. Um, but the, the different types of verticals, you, you are correct um, in what you're looking at. So things Art is always the easy kind of go-to, most obvious example, because everyone understands it's basically anything, I describe it as anything that you look at and the majority of people see it and they understand what its inherent value is. If I have to really explain to you why this thing is really important, then it probably doesn't necessarily meet our qualifications. We get to curate what is on the exchange. We get to choose what we list. It's not an open process. Um, so we can be as, as picky as we like, which is again, fun. Um, and things that fall into those inherently valuable categories, um, that capture that, that beauty that just comes from throughout history and throughout culture, um, that people have always created and captured in these actual physical objects. It's, it's anything in that world for us. Yeah. I think it's super exciting and super cool. Um, obviously there's an investment um, aspect to it where the, the, the fractional NFT that I buy of, of the, of the painting can certainly go up in value. So there's that, and it's the love and the, the reason people collect things is because they like to do that. And it's something that makes them happy. So it brings them joy. And just from watching TV and movies, I learned that a lot of the time, the actual painting hanging on the wall in somebody's home, isn't the real painting. Um, so I imagine that if I buy a fractional share, I can then put a copy of the thing on the wall and say, Hey, I actually do own a piece of that. You know, that's a, that's a funny question. I haven't had anyone who said, Oh, can we do that? But sure. I don't see why not. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, if, if you want to go out and make a, a copy of something and you own a piece of it and tell everyone, this is it, that's the piece. I mean, you know, I, I don't think we run into problems there unless you're trying to pass it off as the real thing. Um, but part of our process and part of the details that we are working through um, in the beginning as an asset goes from interest to listing, part of that process is all of the, um, all of the details around valuation and prominence and all of the authenticity elements that that come with it as well. So that's part of the curation process, if you will, for us is to make sure we're we're not going to be listing something that's a really neat photocopy of something that's actually real hanging on someone's wall. Um, And that's that's a big piece of this as well is to eliminate some of those challenges, which are being dealt with in a lot of different ways in the NFT market now where it's there's a lot less control over those pieces. Fascinating. 
layers upon layers upon layers. Absolutely. That's, that's what makes it so fun. If it was, if it was one single layer and it was just, we're doing this and everyone knows how to do it. We're just doing another version of it and trying to make it a better version. Then that wouldn't be nearly as exciting. That wouldn't be nearly as, as compelling um, of a thing for us to be spending our time on. But the fact that we're layering so many different pieces of things that exist now in a way that creates a whole new thing at the end of the day is, uh, is what makes it both exhausting, exciting, and terrifying all at the same time. All of it. Love it. <laughs> well, Lauren, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So for me, I am all about diversity. I'm all about diversification. I'm all about anything that is a little bit different. You know, I, I, I come from a family with a, you know, a lot of, of colloquialism. So we're all about don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket and um, that kind of thing. But I think that particularly with a lot of the uncertainty um, that is going on now, both in the economy as a whole, and also especially in the crypto space and in the NFT space and all of that, that any places where you have an opportunity to try something new, invest in something new, um, diversify what you're already doing potentially in a new way is going to have value in the long run, uh, <clears throat> especially for people who are looking to ride out those markets um, and see where they end up on the other side. So my, I, I don't think my difference maker tip is that unique, but I think it's worth really just emphasizing and doubling down on um, at all times. So whether it's something like a fraction at Jupiter, which you can't really buy and invest in anywhere else, or it's you know looking into a different type of investment, a different alternative asset um, in another way, I think that right now, particularly at this moment in time, taking an eye towards that sort of non-traditional investment space makes a lot more sense. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Lauren, <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they get involved with Jupiter Exchange? Absolutely. So jupiterexchange.com. That's the, the hub of all the things. Um, and that site will be expanding as we bring the exchange online, as we bring the different catalogs online um, in the coming weeks and months. So stay tuned. We have a wait list where you can sign up and make sure you never miss a fun new drop, a new listing, um, regardless of what vertical you may be interested in. Um, but that's a good way to make sure that you're you're not going to miss any of the, the things that we start out with. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Lauren your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jupiterexchange.com and check out all the cool stuff that they're working on and get on that wait list. Thanks again, Lauren. Excellent. Thanks so much, George. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.